Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the NBL News Podcast. Aiden and Jackson join me for another week. What's going on, fellas? Not much. Melbourne has been coming. It's hot summer now, but it's good. Yeah, it's um really warmed up over the past couple of weeks. Like I remember two weeks ago, three weeks ago, there was like a thunderstorm outside, but now it's a completely different weather <laughs> pattern. And also, it's good to see games back in Melbourne at the State Basketball Centre, but um, n- not great games to watch. We we will say. Yeah, well, let's let's dive into it straight away. Why don't we? The the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix are. Uh... I would say the team to talk about right now, Alan Williams announced that he will miss the rest of the season with a right knee. Uh, Jackson, I'll blame that on you for posting the, uh, for the, uh, the left knee. You you had the wrong Look, knee. You, the Herald Sun said in their article that it was a left knee. Okay. I didn't do anything wrong. I was just going off what they wrote. I have screenshots and everything. So it's because you're don't blame it on me, now, isn't it? Well, either way, Alan Williams out for the rest of the season with right knee surgery there. Um, and that's as if the Phoenix season wasn't pretty much over already. That is the nail in the coffin for them. Their, the season, their season is definitely forgettable. That's for sure. They did start off the season quite well. I think they were second at one stage, maybe like yeah. around four or something, but that's early days. And uh, as you know, the NBL is... A marathon, not a sprint. So Phoenix uh, probably got to end up bottom of the ladder here. They are in real struggle town. Um, but you still look at that lineup they brought out um, against the Breakers in New Zealand the other day, and it wasn't that bad. Like Gary Brown. They were competitive. Ab- Abdul Nader, Mitch Creek, um, who else was in there? Kenyon would probably start anyway. And then you just really, you're only replacing Williams with, with Gak. So that's a solid starting five. That should be competitive. But we've talked about it for many weeks now. And I said it at the start of the year. The thing that holds them back is their, is their bench and their depth. I said it last year. I asked Simon Mitchell, you know, zero bench points in games. That's not going to cut it in the NBL. And he didn't really address the issue. And then, they the whole team with Mark Kelly coming in didn't address the issue in general. So um, that's something they got to look to next season. Get a whole new bench, in my opinion. Maybe keep Aaron Terangi are the only two I would consider. But I'll go to you first, Aiden. What have you made of the Phoenix? You definitely think it's over, obviously. But um, yeah. what what do you think of this season with this source injury as well? What's going what was on? Was season one? It just reminds me of the first season when Creek went down in that state basketball game. They, they started okay because they had a whole bunch of games. But I don't know. It's that season one feel too new things. Like they feel it feels like a whole new club, you know, new coach. They should have maybe recruited a bit better because they've got three point guards that were four with we wanted to get Cummings at the time. That you know, at the time I thought Cummings might have been the missing link, but we've seen that how that turned out and now look at Trey Kell. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trey, well, I said to you guys when we talked about midway through awards, I was like, oh, it's Trey Kell sneaking message proof. You both lied to me. And then... I did. Yeah. I'm yeah. also um, shocked. I, I did bring it. that up. <laughs> I was like, he's, yeah. he's not, well, to be fair, he leading up to those mid-season awards, he wasn't doing what he was doing now, but. I'm glad we're not GMs because I personally would have thought no. Cummings would be better than, than Trey Kell um, mm. going into the but year. The thing, and that's been the look, total opposite. 
I know we want to talk about Phoenix, but like Trey Kill did suit as a point guard at Phoenix when Brown was injured. Like he, when he took over as point guard, he was really well suited. And you know, if he didn't have to get injured in that trial game, he would have been probably good player for them. But um, let's get back to Phoenix. Jackson, what do you? I guess Gak not being available at times has kind of hurt him as well. Like having like Source yeah. might have not got injured if Gak was available a lot more. Like mm-hmm. the pressure load of Source not playing as much. Because so it's getting power trouble. We don't know. And they've all played Reese Vague, but how long can you play yeah, Reese Vague? They've had five? to play, yeah, they had to play Reese Vague a lot at the five. Anzac Rizzotto yeah. uh, got a lot of minutes this year. Anzac's um, shown some signs, I reckon. He's developed a bit more than he was like last year. Last year, I felt like he yeah, was just but big. You, now he's not. He's got. When you have to resort to that, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not good. And this is a the thing they have too many, like Owen Foxwell. That imagine if they had uh, a third big there instead of Fox well, imagine or... if they had a Flint Cameron type player, like a guy like that off the bench. Would... Yeah, imagine if they the had bench. a next uh huh. Yeah, as well, and imagine if they had a well, next. Exactly. Like, bag with that we one. say all this That's... imagined stuff, but uh, at the end of the day, they got to recruit a whole lot better. And I'm gonna ask you, Jackson, do you put some of this blame on Mike Kelly as well? A bit, like. It's not the fact that they're losing. It's the fact that they're losing by how much. Like, they haven't lost a game during this, like, since Christmas by single digits. It's all been double digits. It's all been 10, 20, 30 points, sometimes even. Um, 40, almost. Four, yeah, 40. <laughs> Gee. Like, it's just, there's like, no there's, no, there's no next man up there. Like, yeah, Ben Ayer's been pretty decent for him you know, when he's coming to the starting lineup at times, but, and like Kenyon's coming to starting five and he's been really good. But, um, but there's just like Moller meant so much to that team. And now that Williams is gone as well. Like they just have nobody. Like have their no roster construction, <laughs> like their roster construction is, you know, isn't great. Like they have what? Foxwell, who isn't a scorer. They have Kenyon, who isn't a scorer. They have Ben Air, who probably, if you're going to have Foxwell, you probably needed a big, um, like they just didn't have that kind of depth. And they don't have rim protection still. Like Gak, like Gak's been injured, yeah, but like they don't have rim protection. Well, that's the thing with Gak. Dane would have been, I reckon, I know hindsight's a beautiful thing, and Dane's been injury-free this season. But the thing about Dane is he would chase those rebounds. He would kind of protect the ring when he could. Like Dan started in that first season, it was pretty good for him. Yeah, I was this... confused at the time of the signing when he went to New Zealand and Gak came out. But that's with Brisbane yeah. as well. They're lucky they chose everyone was even us who were saying, oh Harrison over Gorjak Gak is yeah. an interesting decision. And now we look at that Harrison is bored well, and Harrison has been way better than Gak this season and stayed healthier. Healthy, which is which is which is a thing. They've had yeah. opposite use because Gak was healthy last season. Harrison was. Yeah, but I think what we're also forgetting to mention here is, I think the point where their season fell apart, like they started okay to start the year, the Phoenix. That second Friday for me was the point. Team. The point where their season went downhill, Craig Muller's injury. I think we're undermining the impact that he had on the team defensively and oh, his long arms, right. off off the bench, and um, he like he was so. Underrated in that first half of the season, when yeah. he was playing for them, and it was ever since the game he, after the fever break. Ever since he got injured, 
um it it was just trouble from then on and they haven't been able to really have a good win since other than that Christmas Day game against Tassie which no the game against Sydney was a good win as well don't forget that, that, that was after yeah. the Craig injury yeah but the thing good thing about Craig is that he's in Melbourne again he's with around the team so yeah it's good to see like he back around the team like I think he had to take some time off mentally because of, you, you know I don't know if one of you can answer this one but this is this is something that you normally don't bring up in sports but do you, um I wouldn't say blame is the world word here but would you look into the high performance area of the phoenix because you look back at the last two even three years now and they they i there's no stat out there but if there was a stat i'd say that had the most injuries the most out of any team in the last two years yeah. uh, out of the last two yeah. years um like you look at this year Gorjak Gak was injured every week in and out and Alan Williams had a few injuries here and there now it's out of the Brown. season Greg Craig Moller Gary Brown um I want Craig, 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 Craig Moller because Craig was a bit unlucky with the do you I wouldn't say well, I'll say like, look do you look into the high performance area at all I know it's it's hard well, it's, like been injuries, same, it's been Eric for injuries five just years. a thing that happens in the in, in basketball and in sports in general, like you can't control them, but is, is maybe it's that, it though. just is, is it something you got to look into? Cause there's just so many injuries the last two years from It's now. the same injuries though. It's not like it's different. Excluding well, it's the same soft tissue kind of crap. It's a calf or it's a hammy. Like Rowdy couldn't get right for a while. I don't know if like if that's on Rowdy or if that's on them, but like I know Mike worked with Eric at Melbourne United as well. Cause Eric came from, the championship of, you know, maybe like that 2017 year. But you've got to look at everything. Like you've got to do an independent review, I reckon. You've got to, like, AFL style, you've got to go for everyone. Every like, stuff Yeah, just go for yeah, I know. And it's crazy to even suggest that we're... But I feel like, like I remember AFL and basketball is different. But, but I if think this was gotta... AFL, you'd be doing this right now. Yeah. You yeah. But I think we've got to talk about, because their injuries are heavily impacting their franchise the last two years. There's no doubt about it. It's like, yeah, you three, I reckon, if they didn't get those many injuries, they probably would have been in the playoff team. Like the Munford year, like that would have been. Well, then COVID. That's what I mean. Was, like the, like this team had potential to start of year. If, who knows if Muller didn't go down and and Williams and Gax stayed healthy throughout the whole year, they had those big options. Who On knows little niggles with the creek in the yeah, ground. Who knows where this team could be? And um, so that's something they maybe have. By the way, I hope I don't lose my volunteering job after saying that we should have an independent review. But... <laughs> No, no, I think but it's I, a good discussion to have. I don't think it's discussed enough. Look, not we always when we look at a team's impact, we always think uh, we always go to coach first, or then the players, you know, the yeah, imports you, first, and then the the bench, and then we, maybe we need a. It's it's crazy to suggest. The thing is, it's probably the not the right way to put it. Every year. But like I said, like it's maybe, you need it's look, maybe you need to look into other areas to because they also help make the team run and get out. Would you look at a high performance start? That's my question because I reckon it's to start off with. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's that's the thing. They're going to have a whole review of their even even Tommy Greer maybe some of his recruitment options. As I said, he chose Will Cummings over Trey Kell and Gorjak Gak is, you know, some of these recruitment options. Not enough bigs. No next star. Maybe you look at that too. So maybe a whole review of of what they've been if doing. Simon was still there. You reckon Trey would be still there? Who knows? Doesn't nah. matter. Does it? Um, really before we move on from the Phoenix, um, that game against New Zealand, 
Gary Brown in 16 minutes. Uh, four points, three assists, four turnovers, five fouls. You got fouled out in 16 minutes and shot one of six from the field. And that's their import point guard right there who needs to be a consistent player for them to, to win games. And that is probably the worst import point guard performance this season to get fouled out. Four turnovers in 16 minutes is quite the dribble performance. But... You hear this? John Wall's coming to town. John Wall's now. <laughs> He's there to save them. He's there to yeah, save them. Who knows? Them. You never know. I'm not going to put it off the table, but probably <laughs> need. They, they desperately need him next year. Um, moving on, let's talk about Isaac Humphreys. I posed this question out, and there's a lot of talk about him. Obviously, guys like Olgan want to talk about him because he's his best mate. But... Um, <laughs> Obviously, he's got to talk about him a lot. Uh, his agent, uh, Mullivan's got to talk about him a lot because he's, he's his agent. But from us, we're unbiased. We don't have any relation with any club or any specific player. But I think there is a need to talk about Isaac Humphreys. I think it is a, a great discussion to talk about where he is as a player because his last 10 games have been nothing but phenomenal 20 points and eight boards, uh, almost a couple of blocks too in the last 10 games. And not only that, the 36 is a, a competitive side, winning games as well with it. And um, I, I posed the question, I think it's clear, some casual fans still think it's not, but it's clear that he's the best Aussie big in the NBL right now. But my question is, you, one of you guys can answer, I'll go to you first, Jackson. Is he actually the best big Outside of Dua Breath and Landau, Aussie Big, outside Dua Breath and Jock Landau right now. Are we counting like Cooks and Kayers? Yes, yes. Well? And just just for people to note, they were saying, what about Savvy Cooks? What about Nick Kay? Uh, my my personal argument for this is, um, if you I haven't watched a Japanese league game in a while, but Savvy Cooks, he's averaging ten points right now mm. in the Japanese league. Um, I know looking at stats doesn't really have a major opinion on it, but 10 points, eight boards in Japan. Nikkei's his numbers have gone up, but it's always hard to determine the difference between the Japanese league and the NBL. I think NBL is um, the stronger competition, but um, I I think he's I think he's better than those two. Yeah, right with with that comparison between leagues. The Australian NBL has the better local contingent, right? Like Australian basketball is far ahead of Japanese basketball when it comes to that in terms of their local leagues. But J- Japan has probably, outside of EuroLeague, the best imports in world basketball. China. So it's very difficult to judge that. But that that is a very valid point. Like it's very difficult to judge between mm. Nick Kay, who's averaging seventeen and a half points, versus Humphreys, who's averaging what sixteen points at the moment, and he's been averaging height, you know, mid twenties past yeah. seven games. Yeah. Um. Like it's just difficult to do. But like in terms of out and out centers, and Kay's a power forward. I'd say Humphreys is the best center Australia has. That's you know, outside the of the NBA. Yeah. I mean, maybe even Landau, like Landau hasn't played like legit. He, I, I go and look at box scores of, you know, all the Australians every day and like Landau 
barely like he plays three minutes some games he gets coaches decision dmps like it's just really interesting and like gorge has stated that he wants guys to play you know mm. you know play a whole mm. bunch of games and you know get their minutes up before the olympics and that's going to be a bit of criteria for him but mm. um it's just really interesting but humphreys has had one hell of a run you know, the past, you know, ever since like Scott Ninnis has come in and they've just decided give the ball to Humphreys. Just he's our best player, give the ball to Humphreys. And like Humphreys is probably the most dominant center in the NBL, imports or locals. Like yeah. you watch well, him against Perth, you watch him against most teams. Like he just dominates. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the imports, there's no import bigs in the league. Like everyone's talking about all NBL first team. And there's no bigs because there's no real import bigs at the moment. Alan Williams now out. You could only maybe argue him. But other than that, there's no import. Gary Clark isn't really big. Marcus Lee isn't that good um, compared to Humphreys. Like, I think he's... And then I pose the question and people saying, Magne throwing Pinder. And I say they're in discussion, obviously. But if you watch the games and you... You see what Humphreys does. Like, 36ers can do so much more with Humphreys. Like, it's ridiculous throughout the season. Even watching him in person at a few of the United games so far, when Adelaide play them, he's he should be getting the ball in the post way more often because he just dominates every centre he comes against. That's JLA included. If I remember, I think it was the game before the open-air game when Melbourne played Adelaide. Yep. And Humphreys played better than JLA. Um you could see that, like blocking shots, post defense, um, was better than him in the post on offense. And um, I thought Humphreys was better that game. And I'd say it's better than Magne. I, I can't believe people were saying Magne. Yes, I think Magne has the potential to be the best league, a best big in the NBL. But he's still getting injured week in, week out. He hasn't fully. Magne's better defensively. He's still coming than Humphreys, off the bench, but he's not yeah. offensively. Yeah. I say he's hundred percent. He's been a rim protector right yeah. now. Yeah. But a, a better player in general, no way. No. Not not a, not at the moment. He's coming off the bench for Marcus Lee still. Still kind of inconsistent. He needs a good, healthy run. And this is the thing with Humphreys too, is he's been able to stay healthy the whole year. I don't think he's missed a game this year. May have th- missed one, but that's it. I don't like, think he's missed one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I, I think people are forgetting. Yeah, he hasn't. He yeah. hasn't. He's overcome... That injury-prone tag he had the last couple of years, especially when he went to United, you're saying, oh, this guy's injury-prone. He's not up to it anymore. He's overcome that now the last two years by staying healthy. And you look, if he's um, playing with a good point guard right now, that's Trey Kell, and he's playing under a good coach and staying healthy, he is the best big Aussie big outside the NBA or third best Aussie big in the world right now. And people forget he's a rookie of the year. He played at the University of Kentucky. He played in the NBA. Um, he was, I think he won a G League Showcase MVP or something like that. Like, he's always been a good player. He's still 26, 25? Yeah. 25, 26. Fairly he's like, young. He's entering his prime now. So um, it's it's crazy to me that people suggest Magne and then Pinder and Froling. He's way better than Froling. Like Froling's been kind of consistent here and there, but Humphreys has been better. It's so obvious there. And Pinder, um, they're, they're two sort of different players. 
Um, some, someone said Pinder's better because he can shoot the three better. That's that makes no difference. Um, I think Humphreys is just the the strongest center at the moment. What do you what do you reckon, Aiden? Well, a quick shout out to Nick Popovich who got him, you know, yeah. right? Judith, yes, who's now with him at LA. Um, yeah, he's just he looks so comfortable. Like ever since Ninis took over, CJ didn't use him right. Like CJ didn't play Humphreys to the potential. I reckon he could have. But um, if Humphreys was like caught up to something, like, I reckon he could be an NBA fringe fighter. Like, he'd be on the Raiders for sure, given that he's very young. Twenty six, just turned twenty six a run. few days yeah. ago. I think he could. I reckon he can still reach the NBA. Like I can. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he can. The Boomers one is a debate. What are they looking for? Is it for a big? They're looking for a guy that can. Crash and crash, and you go around. And this is this is do up with Jock and both shoot different. You, I, you essentially probably might only need one of them. But I'm not saying that either should miss the squad, but you need maybe a third big go to Humphreys. Yeah, yeah. And this is my Humphreys hasn't made a three all year. I know he's not a three point shooter, but um, but you don't need bigs to do that though. They're no. not, they're, they're called picks no. for a reason. They need no. to rebound. Exactly. Need to rebound. He's, yeah. You don't, yeah. You look at the Adelaide right now. The bonus if they can make a You look at Adelaide right now. They got Vasilievich. They got Trey Kell. They got um, uh, Jason Kadi, I guess. They they got these guys that can shoot the lights out. And yeah. they don't need, uh, even Kyrie Galloway has been. Big well, yeah, I was saying the only big yeah. in Adelaide right now is Curry Gully that can shoot a three. Because yeah. why and they threes. don't they don't need Humphreys to go out and shoot three when he's just scoring in the post every time against any big. Like why try and space out in three when he can go to any big in the NBA right now and just dominate them down low? Like what's the point of going out for three? So, exactly. um, people are forgetting that. And and this is my I know we don't do hot takes anymore, but well, my hot take is. I have him in my boomers team right now, in my final 12 for the Olympics. I look at the teams you have to play against now. The USA just announced their team now. Joel Embiid is playing for them. He just dropped 70. Anthony Davis, um, Chet Holmgren may make the team as well. That's three massive dudes there at the center spot. Um, you need that third big. And you look at France, Gobert, Wenbenyama. The Alex Saar in the future. Who knows? Like they, it's the basketball is getting bigger and bigger, and you need these big bodies to to be able to compete. And um, especially if Simmons isn't there, Humphreys a hundred percent makes it. But I'm taking Humphreys over Cooks and Landau as that third kind over of, Landau. No, like, no, sorry, not Landau. Oh. Cooks and um, K. Okay. Cooks and K. Not Landau. Oh, say sorry, Landau. sorry, no, 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 not Landau. Not Landau yet. But Cooks and K. I'm taking Humphreys over them because he's a bigger body. Um, I think he's more dominant. Um, and he's like almost 10 years younger than Kay as well, maybe seven to 10 years younger. So um, get him a Would bit more experience in the Olympics. The yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys agree. Jackson would, I know Jackson's a big Nick Kay guy. What do you think of the take? I wouldn't mind it in terms of team construction, in terms yeah. of like, you know, do up and Landau can slide down to the four. Like you remember 2019 World Cup, Landau started at the four. Like and yeah, Landau yeah, started yeah, at the yeah. four at Tokyo before Baines got injured. Yeah. Like yeah. and he was pretty 
re- he was really good at power forward. Yeah. And um, like, there's no doubt that he can play that position. There's no doubt Duke Reith can play power forward. Like you look at when he played with Sam Froling at Illawarra. Like, I mean, nobody was really the center or the power forward in that, but they were pretty interchangeable. Um, like, yeah, like, why not? The only way which um, I think he gets in, though, is that Simmons doesn't go because Simmons, mm. like, adds a whole different element to it. Mm. But, um, yeah, like, I agree in terms of roster construction that you'd take, you know, Humphreys a third cent over K or Cooks. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what they missed at the um World Cup. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, I just thought it was crazy <clears throat> when I put the post out. There's still there's like thirty Sixers fans saying no way. You know, that's when I know you're a casual basketball fan. If, you, if even if you're a thirty Sixers <laughs> fan, you're saying no way. He's not even top three in the league. You are also an absolute only five fan. years difference between K and Humphreys. Oh really? I thought K was yeah, like K's ten years. Jeez. Okay, it was like 34. No. Maybe he's Angus Brand's 34. So maybe that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Nah, Mr. K's just been... See, the thing is, Nick K played for Townsville, so I think he's just like old, you know? I don't know. Um, okay, he's old. He is younger, so... Um, Mitch Norton's old. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Froling's old. He played for Townsville. No. Um, Josh Jenkins. Josh Jenkins. <laughs> we'll um, stay on Adelaide, though. Um, let's just ask this before you move on. But with Adelaide, with Humphreys, Kell, Vasilievich as that three-headed monster, they're they're weakened as well. They beat the Hawks, big winning for them. They dominate the Phoenix. Can they make a finals push? If they start Galloway with Wiley, I'm on this train. Yes, yeah, so start I've... Galloway and Humphreys. I firmly believe that they are a chance at making top six um like look at their run home so they have five games left they have they have cans at home uh this coming round and then they have sydney at home and tassie away then they have brisbane away and then their final game of the season is new zealand at home and a whole bunch of teams there are struck like outside from tassie i mean they, they have their struggles as well but like you can i can genuinely see adelaide winning Four out of those last Tassie... five games and sneaking in with thirteen wins, like that's genuinely feasible for me. Was it Tassie home or away? Uh, Tassie is away. Well, we know Tassie's record in away, so I mean at home. So <laughs> we talked about it last week they won, but like I'm just saying, it's not like it's not a realm possibility. As long yeah. as Adelaide doesn't blow a fifteen zero lead, they're fine. That's that's all I'm gonna say. And this is this is a crazy thing. The bottom four teams are all on nine wins. At the moment, um, and really anything can happen. Like you can, Kansas, I think, is still in the top six right now, as we speak, yep. and they're a team you can easily knock out right now. So, um, if Adelaide can get there, vulnerable to miss out. Kansas in yeah. the six, yeah. So, if Adelaide can can make a good push here, continue to make a good push here. Um, as I said, this is what I said. If you're playing good form at this point of the season right now. Um, that that's going to be a huge boost come finals time. So, um, watch out that three-headed monster of Kel Vasilievich and uh, Humphreys just works at the moment, and uh, they're playing some good basketball. Um, game winner again this week, Deja Vu the opposite way. That's what DJ said when he was commentating the game between Cairns and Illawarra. Um, 
It was a crazy game winner because it, it kind of came from something out of nothing there. Uh, the Latme and kind of three. Um, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, and I think what makes it this even funny was Ford's kind of sarcastic press conference uh, reaction after the game. I mean, can you get fined for being sarcastic? Uh, I don't know. I think that it was, I think, um, Randall put out an article saying the NBL was looking into it, but how can you if he's uh, what, what do you mean? What did, what did he say wrong? You know, <laughs> hey, wrong being you have to get smile, thinner on basically. the screens. What's wrong with that? Uh, you got to love forward for what he does. Jackson, what did you, what did you think of the uh, press conference there and the game in oh. general? Oh, the press conference, I loved it, and like Ford had every right to be really annoyed at the refereeing during that game. Like, my God, watching that fourth quarter, every 30 seconds there would be a whistle in favour of Illawarra. And there were some genuine light calls. Like, it was just rubbish. It was fair, like, Cairns would go down one end and they wouldn't score fine, whatever. But then Illawarra would do the exact same thing and there would be a whistle. And, you know, Illawarra stormed right back into that game because they shot, like, 20 free throws, like, I mean, I might be exaggerating it, but like they shot so many free throws in the fourth. Um, and then uh, Gary Clark comes down with what, 35, 34 points. It's what could have been a game winner, four times out, and then draws up something for Pat Miller, which then turned into a missed shot and a rebound, which Sam and Enger almost stuffed up by having the ball himself. But then Miller got the ball back and Latmain was just open in the corner. And yeah, it one hell of a game in ter- like in terms of endings. Like that was a dreadful game to watch in the first three quarters and most of the fourth. But what what an ending! And you- but with that presser, like I've never seen a funnier press conference in my life. <laughs> Genuinely, it was good. It was Adam Ford. The it thing was- is, can you even find him? That's what I mean. He he's. Like I know he's doing it in a, in a sarcastic tone, but he's praising. He the... said Stevenson's done a great job of. Uh... Yeah, like you can't <laughs> find you him. Find... For... If you find him for saying that, then then nobody will will praise you. Like it's uh, gonna be figured. just a please explain. It won't be. Uh, well, yeah, there yeah. was a please explain News Corp. Oh. Um, wrote an article. Said, well, I haven't read it, but I think the referee's been great. What do you want about? Jackson, you weren't far off. It was sixteen free throws to two. Gee, that's in that last quarter. Like eight free throws typically because it's you know one shot each, but yeah. But you know. And now with with that game too, and Illawarra, that two games on the weekend they should have won. That's Kansas and Illawarra, two teams fighting for the top six too. They're two games at home they should have won back to back, and they lose. Um, do you guys make anything of that? Um, the honeymoon period is officially over. There you go, Jackson. The bus. <laughs> um, I'm still on the Jason Tatum bus. I still think they should re-sign him. He's still turning their season around. Um, but do you make anything of those two losses for the Hawks between you guys? I feel like Aldridge should have played more minutes than Peeling, but that's not. That's just me slating on Peeling, but I don't know. AJ Johnson, eight points, six rebounds. He played well. Could have played more minutes, but yeah. Robinson had Justin a Robinson has been terrible. Yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. Like, 
what what did he go for this week? Like oh of seven. I don't of think eight? he's yeah, he He shot two forward four, so he went oh from seven. Yeah. Zero yeah. points against Adelaide. Um I think he had zero as well against two points against Kent. But were they from the line? Uh they were Yes. Yeah. Probably was the last quarter of free throws. <laughs> so he hasn't made. A, he didn't make a field goal in the last two games. Um, like, do you just say team. right? We're starting both Swakla Bullock and Han Jung Lee, and we have Tyler Harvey as the point guard for the next game. You know, I've I've I thought AJ Johnson was actually better than Robertson in the last two games. I think he's mm. been able to push the pace uh, a bit more and um, still like a bit raw in, in the way he kind of handles and controls the game, but the way he can push the floor with, with his um, point guard abilities is better than Robinson. Um, but how about David um, Hickey? He looks okay. He don't like game. Is it time to play? Think. Is it time to bring out Kyle Adam? Is it time to give the man minutes? We're in number 10. Jeez. I've never Maybe. seen Kyle with anything above eight or four. Like it's, it's <laughs> I, I really a double digit numbers. Sorry. I will say with both Adnam and Will Hickey, they play exceptionally well against Perth. Like Will Hickey shut True. down Bryce Cotton the last time yep, Perth yep. played Illawarra. Yep. And Carl Adnam, for some reason, just goes off against Perth. Like two years in a row, he had like yep. 27 and 30 points against Perth. That's right. That's right. Some, he out of that first some game. ridiculous <laughs> stat line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like gen- genuinely, though, like I don't oh, know what it is with those two guys. <laughs> So I, th- I think Hawks should start Hickey uh, against Perth, I reckon. Is that yeah, crazy? Yeah. Over, over Robinson to start on Cotton. Because I yeah, remember that fight... game they won against Perth. Like, his defense, him and Johnson and Bowley Bales were huge on defense uh, against Cotton. And I don't know how many points Cotton had that game. but I think it was under 10. I'm it was under 10. Keep talking. I think it was like eight. One of his lows this season. And... um. Nine, no, 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 no. Seven. Seven, sorry. Seven. He had seven, seven. against the Hawks, yeah. really. But still had seven dimes, though. Yeah. But still, seven. <laughs> he was influential elsewhere. I know, but you got to take for what it is. Seven points is seven points on Cotton. So um, you throw Hickey at him and um, Tatum. I think Hawks have a good chance of beating him, but we'll get into oh, tips later. this game. It was a game when the NBL app shut itself and it was went back in time. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, sorry, I saw a right, sorry. Box you got anything? You got anything to add this this past week before we go into the rapid five? Uh, congrats to Fleur McIntyre. Yeah, assistant GM yeah. of the Phoenix Mercury. The Phoenix Mercury love the Aussies over there, don't they? Them and the Seattle Storm just ate them up. NBA Aussies. in general. Maybe we're just good at basketball. I don't know. Yeah, um, we're just no different. <laughs> uh, rapid sorry. questions: Would Perth beat Melbourne in a five-game series right now? Right now, yeah, because Joel was also on playing, of course. No, come on. But in if if both teams are healthy, yeah, they could. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Whoever has home court, but yeah, they could. Uh, I don't care about home court. Will Mike Kelly remain head coach of the Phoenix next season? Yeah, there's there's only four rusted players that contracted. I reckon he'll get a better clean state. No. Uh, will Xavier Cooks and Nick Kay both be in the NBL next season? No. No, no they'll no, both no. still be in Japan. Nick Kay loves it over there. Uh, will we see a current NBA player become a punter in the NBL anytime soon? What? 
Will we see owner. a current NBA Not player become oh, I a you part, said of like, part owner of an NBA team anytime soon? Oh, my bad, everybody. Um, yes. Hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, it's been weird. I don't know. I'm trying to think. No. Uh, and not really NBL related, but Aussie college. Will Johnny Thurphy, big game the other day, yesterday actually, will he be drafted this year? No, but next year. I reckon he'll declare he'll commit and declare, you know, towards the draft. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, tips. Let's finish this off. Phoenix, Sydney. Next. I don't want to hear it. We 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 already talked about it in the first game. All right, I'm going Phoenix. Okay, this fine. Yeah, same. Because you said Phoenix in the opposite question. because of. I'm going. I'm going. Well, Phoenix. Phoenix. What game did you say the... next was? You said the. Uh... Perfect world. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Which was I say? I was. Anyway, I said Phoenix. Yeah. I'm going Phoenix. I reckon they'll get a win now. They'll just find a way. If Sydney lose to South East Melbourne, like genuinely shut again, up again. If they lose to South East Melbourne, that that's like you're sacked, mate. You're gone. You know what? If they play a zone, Phoenix will win because they don't have bits in zone. That zone was atrocious. Uh, I'm going upset around here, so I'm going Phoenix at the next game. Perth Illawarra in Perth. I'm going Illawarra. I'm going Perth. Is Saab back yet? Uh, don't know. Potentially. I'm gonna go Perth if he's back. If he's all, I'm going to go. That's my take on that. Uh, New Zealand Tassie in the old Event Finder Stadium, the old North Shore Event Center, the old ugly dark court. Oh God! Hopefully, it's still the like that. Crap. But it is that would be Tassie. funny if it's still like that. Um, New Zealand. Who, who's New Zealand playing again? Tassie. I missed Tassie. Tassie. Ah, uh, no, Tassie. I say New Zealand. Uh, Brisbane, Melbourne in Brisbane. Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne have to win. Like it's it's like if they lose, Perth is on their tail. Brisbane. I'm I'm going upset around. Adelaide Cairns in Adelaide. Well, I don't know who to upset here, but this could be a game to around. This is a big game. This is a big game here. But I'm going I Adelaide. Adelaide will win. Adelaide will win. Yeah, I'm going to go Adelaide. If they I'm wear the retro out. kits again, Adelaide oh, will win. Those retro kits. Uh, Phoenix, Perth. At State. Yeah. What time's the game again? Eight o'clock. What one? does that matter? What does the time matter? No, it matters because Perth went to get coffee before the last game they played State basketball. At, and they were like, but um, I'll go Perth. Perth. Yeah, Perth. Uh, Illawarra, what New happened Zealand. to upset round? No, no, no. Hey? <laughs> yeah, Illawarra, exactly. Illawarra, New Zealand in uh, the gong. New Zealand for me. New Zealand. Illawarra. Uh, Sydney, Melbourne in Sydney. Melbourne. Well, you said upset round, so you got to go Sydney, aren't you? If they lose your feet, they'll win against Melbourne. That's I'm going I'm Melbourne. I'll, I'll go Melbourne. Um, yeah, that's it. You guys got anything to add before we go into the next round? Court three rounds out there. Sorry, go oh. on. Yeah, court sweeps, clean your decals, please. We don't want to see players slipping around. I was going to say, how many rounds are left? Is it four? Four or five? Four, yeah. Four. four including these guys, isn't it? Okay. It's going quick. Hasn't yeah, it's it? four including this round. It's going quick. 
Um, next week we may do some late award posts, maybe. We'll see how we go. Uh, but anyway, thanks you, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode, and uh, I'll see you guys next time.